0: So my couples would meet with me and we sit down and we have a chat and after we've gone through the initial let's get to know you let's find out a bit about what you value what are you going for what's your wedding about The same story would keep coming up and it was a story about the pressure of expectations and the stress when's the wedding where's it going to be am i invited Who else is invited? It never stops. And I see a lot of them just wanting to get the planning over and they just want to start their lives as a married couple. I understood that I had a limited perspective as a celebrant and so a limited way that I could help my couples. And that's when I started reaching out to other wedding suppliers in and around South Australia to go, my couples are having trouble with this. What would you say to them? How would you help them? And this is how Unbridly got started. Unbridly is a community of pro wedding vendors who believe in freedom and integrity in weddings, giving you options, solutions, tips and tricks to create the experience and memories that you and your fiancé really want and deserve. Because we believe that weddings are a team sport. With how-tos, stories and interviews with recently married couples, we find out what went right and what they'd change if they could go back and do it all over again. I'm Camille and welcome to the Unbridly podcast. Hey there and thanks for listening. Being the very first episode of the Unbridly podcast, I figured it was probably important to tell you a little bit about who I am, why I'm qualified to even talk to you about weddings, and what Unbridly is all about. But I also want to share three little known secrets to your best wedding celebration. I mean, it's what we're all here for, right? One of the most incredible, life-affirming and joyous events of your entire life. But first, let me tell you a little bit about my background and how a phone call from my brother changed my entire life. And so we would be heading back about uh, roughly 17 years ago. I was living and working in Melbourne. And to be fair, things weren't going great I was not fitting in, I wasn't socialising much, work was not a happy place for me, and I was trying to work out what to do next and what to do with my life. One night, I got a call from my brother. I am blessed. (laughs) I wanted to say that with a straight face, but I can't even do it on a podcast. I am blessed with four younger brothers and this was the eldest of those. And he gives me a call, says, hey, Cam, how you doing? Blah, blah, blah. We do the usual chit chat and we chat for a while. And then he says, oh, by the way, I just got engaged. And I'm like, what? No. Oh, my God. I'm going to have a sister-in-law. This is huge. Congratulations. How'd it go down? Go through a bit of the story. And I said, so when are you getting married? And he goes, actually we don't want to muck around. It's going to be this November. And I want to say we were chatting, I don't know, July or something like that. And I'm like, right, right. Okay. Quite soon. What can I do to help? And my brother said, I really want you to be involved. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I I want to be involved. What can I do? And he said, well, I'd love you to stand up the front with me. You can do it. I said, do what? And he goes, you know, you stand up the front, uh, you gather everyone, you say nice shit about marriage and uh, weddings and and us two, and then you tell us we can pash and then we go and have a party. And I'm like, hold on, (gasps) hold on. You're talking about me like officiating the ceremony, like being the celebrant. And he goes, yeah. And I said, I have no background, qualifications, How do you think this is going to work? And he said, that's what the internet's for. And I don't want to ruin a great story with boring facts. So in my mind, he just hung up. And that was that. I was going to be conducting my brother's ceremony. Well, it wasn't a wedding. As in, he wasn't going to be getting legally married. So I didn't have to get qualified as a celebrant. It came to November and we stood in a beautiful private garden in Bridgewater, which is up in the Adelaide Hills, had an incredible afternoon. And at one stage, when it seemed right, I called all the family and friends together. We stood under a big tree. My brother and my now sister-in-law held hands, said some beautiful words. I have no idea what I said. And then everyone clapped and they passed And then we ate crayfish. <laughs> Because my sister-in-law's family is from Mount Gambia down on the coast where crays are like, you know, they're jumping out of the water. So we were spoilt with a big lunch of crayfish, which I distinctly remember my nana going, this is the best day of my life because she's sitting there gorging on cray. And we had a beautiful cake and they considered themselves married, even though it wasn't a legally binding ceremony. It was a commitment ceremony. And I was pretty stoked actually about helping to create that moment. And it was about then that my uncle and, you know, don't tell my other uncles, but my favourite uncle came over and he goes, Camille, great job, great job. I'm like, oh, thanks. He goes, I think you've found your thing. And I went, well, no, you know, you've got to go and get training for that. And I won't be doing that. And he goes, I reckon you should. I reckon you should look it up. I reckon you should find out what you have to do to qualify to become a celebrant and you should do it. And the thing was, I resisted it for about six, seven months, but my uncle's voice kept coming back and the feeling of that ceremony kept coming back. And I did it. I qualified to become a celebrant. And this month, September 2022, I am now in my 15th year of being a celebrant. So my brother's wedding was the very first ceremony that I conducted and I was hooked, absolutely hooked. And over the years, I have seen so much, so many different couples, so many different ways of getting married and celebrating, so many different reasons for getting married at different times. Some people have just met each other. Some people have been together 25, 30 years and I get to stand up with them and share that story with their loved ones on the day that they choose at the beautiful venue (laughs) that they choose. But as time went on, I worked out that there were recurring themes. So my couples would meet with me and we sit down, we have a chat. And after we've gone through the initial, let's get to know you, let's find out a bit about What you value, what are you going for? What's your wedding about? The same story would keep coming up. And it was a story about the pressure of expectations and the stress. When's the wedding? Where's it going to be? Am I invited? Who else is invited? It never stops. And I see a lot of them just wanting to get the planning over and they just want to start their lives as a married couple i understood that i had a limited perspective as a celebrant and so a limited way that i could help my couples and that's when i started reaching out to other wedding suppliers in and around south australia to go my couples are having trouble with this what would you say to them how would you help them and this is how unbridly got started so unbridly is a wonderful made up word <laughs> I think I found some sort of word generator on the internet. And when I want to know what the anti-traditional wedding would be, what it means to question everything, to have complete freedom in what you're doing and not feel encumbered by tradition. It's one thing to revere and to really highlight tradition and custom and culture. And if it means something to you, then absolutely you keep those elements, you put them in your wedding and you display them or perform them proudly. But if they're something that holds you back, that stops you from expressing who you truly are as a person and as what's going to be a newly married couple, then There needs to be negotiations around what you're going to do, who you're going to upset by doing that, and how you're going to move forward while still keeping relationships intact. If you had a sweary, chocolate-addicted, wine-sipping fairy godmother who could help you with your wedding planning, what would you wish for? Perhaps no more waking up in the middle of the night in a cold sweat, wondering what you've forgotten, or fretting about your RSVPs. Maybe no more spreadsheets or post-it notes or endless to-do lists. Well, I can help you with all of that. Wedsites is an Australian wedding website builder, guest management software, and wedding project planner all in one. Why is this such a game changer for you? Well, imagine everything to do with your wedding, being in one place, updated in real time in the cloud, shareable to anyone else that's helping you, password protected for your guests, with notifications to tell you what needs to be done next and by when. It's amazing, right? I love how easy websites is to set up and news and how there are no ads on the platform yelling at you to spend more money on your wedding. To get started on your very own free wedding website, just head to websites.com, that's W-E-D-S-I-T-E-S.com and enter the code unbridlypod, that's unbridly pod, to get 10% off their paid planning tools. The link is in the show notes. And so the unbridly blog started back in, I want to say, 2016. And there's lots of wonderful blog posts in there to help you, to guide you, to give you a bit of the unbridly language, to be able to speak to your loved ones about what you're planning to do and why. We celebrate the freedom of choice, integrity, and also inclusiveness in weddings. It's really important to myself and all the wedding vendors that I work with that people are recognised for exactly who they are in whatever state and whatever way they present themselves. That has to be okay and that has to be welcomed and nurtured. And that's what Unbridely stands for. The crux of it is I don't know everything. And there's no single person that does know absolutely everything about relationships, marriage, weddings, the whole kit and caboodle. This is why on the Unbridly podcast, it's not just me on my solo episodes. I've got a lot to say. I've got a lot to share with you too. But it's also super important that I bring on other experienced professional wedding vendors who have their own perspective and their own ideas and their own ways of helping you to get more out of your wedding in a shorter space of time with way less stress, but also couples who have recently been married. We want to hear from them. What did you do? What did you experience? How did you go about it? What was the result? And tell us, tell us that juicy bit because we all want to know. If you could go back and do it all over again, what would you do differently? And I can't wait to bring these couples on, have a really good chat with them. And get this information for you and be able to share it. So, in line with that, these three little-known secrets to your best wedding celebration, it's what we're all here for. And the number 1 little-known secret, and I've just hinted at it there, is that weddings are a team sport. You can't have a wedding with just one person. Well, no, I actually I've seen that. <laughs> People marrying trees and people marrying cars. It's very interesting. But no, okay, so we're talking about the marriage of two people. That's what we're talking about. It's at least a two-person occasion. But also the very reason for a wedding is to bring together the family and friends, the community of the couple to recognise, to mark the occasion, to show respect and to celebrate The point is, you don't have the time, the money or the energy to learn everything from scratch. So trust in the people who have experience, good reputations, and also who have time for you. Your wedding vendors must. (laughs) Can I highlight that word anymore? Your wedding vendors must listen to your needs and your values, and take them into consideration. There's a whole raft of compromises that have to take place to get a wedding off the ground, but generally it's a group activity and in the world of unbridly a team sport. Secret number two is, and this is harsh, I know it's harsh, it's a bit of tough love, I really want to get it out, especially this first episode, because it's crucial to everything else. Here we go. Your wedding is just not as important to everyone else as it is to you. Ouch. It's the truth. What you see, what you're experiencing, all the planning you're doing, all your heart and soul that's going into this magical day to celebrate your relationship, it's important. It's super valuable to you. These are memories that you are going to carry with you for the rest of your life but it's just not as important, as valuable to anyone else except for you and your fiancé. Your family, your friends, they love you. They love you so much and they're absolutely thrilled and so, so happy for you. But your wedding is not priority one for them. And sometimes that manifests itself in different ways, especially in the lead up to your wedding day. I hear so often about the hurt feelings of couples who are getting married. Things like, I would have thought they should have known, they should have done this, they should have offered this. Don't they realise that? It's lots of should, should, shoulds. These expectations That are slightly misplaced because everyone sees your wedding from a completely different perspective and it's not their number one priority. I know that was harsh. Okay, breathe. You're gonna be great, you're gonna be fine. This is all gonna help. And this is the thing. The plus side of that is that understanding that your wedding's not the most important thing for everyone else gives you empathy. Gives you pause to be able to reflect and go, actually, that reaction that I just got from my cousin about her shoes, she's going to be a bridesmaid, about her shoes, it's not about me. It's not about the fact she doesn't love me or doesn't care. She's got a lot on her plate. That's fine. I'll put it in a text. I'll send it to her in a different way. We'll do it later. It's not absolutely crucial. It's when these tiny little everyday interactions become a big deal and get out of control that things really start to fall apart. The next secret is where we bring it all home though. Secret number three, the little known secret to having the best wedding celebration is to focus on the big picture. This has several different meanings. So, How people feel, your fiancé, your guests, really comes down to, both in the lead-up and on the day, to super tangible things. Leading up to the day, it's about respect and clarity, especially of communication, making sure that people understand your motivation for doing things. On the day, we're talking about the things that really move you. For me, it's food it's music, it's feeling that I'm welcome and being made to feel comfortable, having comforts around me, whether that's in temperature, in seats, in knowing what's coming next. So when budget is an issue or overwhelm starts to creep in, you've really got to hang on to the facts, what you know to be true. And that is your fiance wants to spend the rest of their lives loving and caring for you. And when you're wondering what's important in your wedding planning, focus on the feels first. All the Fs. Oh, man, I love that. (laughs) I love a good swear. Focus on the feels first. How you and your fiancé feel now and will feel on the day and also how your guests will feel. So food is super important to most, music is another way to enhance the mood, but this also means removing any source of drama or stress. That may be a person or just a third wedding favour that you don't need. So to recap, three little known secrets to your best wedding celebration. Number one, weddings are a team sport. Get your great vendors, trust them, and also try and get some support around you as well, whether that be through friends or family, whatever it takes. You're not alone. Secret number two, your wedding is super important. One of the biggest times of your life, but it's just not as important to everyone else. Just know where people are coming from. And secret number three, focus on the big picture. So that means, in planning, focus on the things that will really make a difference, but also you're getting married. Congratulations. At the end of this wedding day, no matter what else happens, okay, that might not be entirely true. 99% of the time then, no matter what else happens, you're going to be married. That about wraps it up for this episode of The Young Podcast. For the links and resources we mentioned, please head to the show notes. And if you love the show, please review and subscribe on the podcast platform you're on now so you don't miss out on a single episode. Thanks so much for listening. And remember, weddings are a team sport. Catch you soon.